welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a Seventh Heaven podcast. I'm your co-host, Lady J. And And I fucked it up again. It's okay. I'm so bad. You're not bad. It's like muscle memory at this point. I know. I was there. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? I have no idea. Just just moving on, moving on. Come on, come on. Oh my God, T, I love you so much. Episode seven. (laughs) Episode seven. Okay, so this is episode 607, titled, what the fuck's it titled? (laughs) (laughs) My lord. (laughs) Titled, Prodigal. Um, Again, one word, cool, all good. Um, The Amazon Prime spoilie is, Mary returns home and her siblings stage a protest against Annie's favoritism. Ah. Aha. Aha. Hot seconds. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, this is an interesting episode. Sure. I, I thought okay, so. Yeah, I yeah. mean, come on. Okay, actually, no, you don't have to agree with me. Um, but a couple of things before we get into it that I found interesting. I don't know if you noticed anything in the x-ray as you were watching the Amazon x-ray. Um, so, apparently... The character of Eric Camden is based on this like real life pastor person named Eric Colbell, okay. who is the namesake of the Colbell ser- sem- Seminary that Lucy was going to go to. Oh, and okay, yeah, um, clever, clever, really. and clever. and he wrote this episode with Brenda Hampton, but like his name's on the episode. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and and I think that's pretty interesting. That is, yeah. I, for me, because I, I caught that x-ray moment, like, early on in the episode, uh-huh. or, like, at least in one of the earlier scenes or whatever, so it kind of sort of, like, colored my viewing of the episode, uh, excuse me, the episode. Okay. I mean, not so much so to the point where I was like, oh, this is clearly a Colbell moment no. or whatever, because what even is that? I don't know. No, but you have, like, you're right, though, only because I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't pay attention. Um but the wording was different. Yeah, it the had a different, different flavor. Yeah. And in fact, the fact that there's a sermon at all. Yeah. Because we haven't actually seen that in a while. I was about to bring that up. It's been a while. And and the sermon for me was like, oh, this is clearly like Colbell's message or whatever, yeah. you know. In fact, but but the sermon is the message of the whole episode, mm-hmm. you know? And it I really appreciated too how cohesive this episode felt with the exception of the whole Robbie storyline. Like I liked that, like everything was sort of happening in this bottle of like just the Camdens all dealing with each other. You know, it was, it was refreshing. And we we haven't really seen that in a minute because they're keep, you know, bringing in a rando and making it about them or whatever. And most of it is in the house. Yeah. Most of it is. That's very true. Yeah. I don't know. It was interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I guess we can get into it. Yep. So as the spoilie told us, um, Mary's back. (laughs) Yet again. Yeah. She just like shows up at the house and, um, with a big ass duffel bag and a suitcase. (laughs) Oh my God. Seriously. And what I love about like, so she just shows up and everyone has like sort of mixed reactions. I think everyone's like a little bit like just in shock to see her. Yeah. You know, but then Annie's immediately like, oh my God, you're back. Like, I'm super excited about it. Mm-hmm. And then um, 
uh, Eric, Annie, and Mary are sitting on the couch, like after that big reveal or yes, whatever. Yes, and Eric and keys. yeah, and Eric and Annie have basically like a debrief, I think, with each other on yeah. like what this is about. Did you know she was thinking about coming home? No, but it's a wonderful, wonderful surprise. I mean, you're not the least bit curious why Mary showed up on our doorstep unannounced. She doesn't have to announce. She's family. Besides, we went through this very same thing with Lucy and it all worked out. Did it? Of course it did. We have our whole family back together again. Don't you want to know what happened with Wilson? I'm sure she'll tell us eventually. Maybe she's here to tell us they got married. Great. If she's here permanently, that means the two of... No, the, the three of them plan to live here. So? So, or maybe they broke up. I mean, it's strange that she left while the colonel was out of town. I don't think it's all that strange. What's wrong with this picture? He asks to himself and God, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> with this picture. How, how do you feel about it? Like, if you had to choose a side, whose side would you choose about Mary's return? Um... I don't know. Well, the reason why I'm going to say Eric mm-hmm. is because we've seen Mary fuck up over and over again. Even when she comes back, she's still fucking up with wacky ideas when it comes to Robbie, when it comes to Wilson. She just has these ideas, but nothing is concrete, I guess. Or I don't know. There, That's it. That's my only thing. But I understand Annie being excited her daughter's back. Yeah, I would be too if that was my kid. I haven't seen her and like really seen her in my home for about a year. Mm-hmm. Why not? So, but I understand Eric being like, okay, why is she here? I get that. Yeah, I guess it is interesting. Like, if I put myself in Eric's shoes, I think it's not that he's not happy to see her. Yeah, but he's approaching the situation with a healthy dose of like skepticism. Yeah. And Annie is not at all skeptic. Skeptic? <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, skeptic. Yeah. No, suspicious. Or I don't know, whatever the fuck. She's not at all that. No. Because she, like, her overriding feeling is like, Mary's back. We're all together again. This is like a blessed day or whatever. Yeah. And... Yeah, and so it's interesting to see those two dynamics sort of play out over the course of the episode. And then particularly with the kids, or the rest of the kids, because, like, I could say that that the rest of the kids are pretty squarely in, like, Eric's camp. Yeah. But I think they're even more not happy than Eric is. You know what I mean? I like, know, but, you know, it, I'm a little thrown off by that. I understand that they've never actually healed the wounds. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be real. Mary has never apologized for anything that she's done. She didn't even say bye to them when she left, when Eric and Annie decided to send her off to Buffalo, right? Yeah. She didn't say goodbye. Especially, and when her and Lucy were in the room. They were trying, she was, tr- well, Lucy was trying to have that moment with her sister. Right. And she threw something at the door or whatever. After yeah. Lucy walked out. I mean, Mary, yeah, whatever Lucy walked out. But, um, so I get that. I don't think anyone has really healed, but every time Mary has come back, 
that topic never came up. Yeah, because she's always back for like a reason or something that has nothing to do with like making amends with her family. Yeah, but for some odd reason, like, oh, okay, now now they have to pay attention to this. Like, why is she back? Whatever. Now, whether they're going to make amends or not, but it was never addressed until a year later. Right. And it's funny, too, because this is episode 607 mm-hmm. and it was 507 ah. that Mary left, okay. like, like got on the plane and oh, left. Like a real so it's like a full on like yeah. year later, okay. like full circle. Now she's back for good kind of okay. thing. Um, I just want to. So so Mary basically encounters like in three um, in, in like three secessions or whatever, like um, her siblings. Mm-hmm. So, so like first she's she tries to like move back into Lucy and Ruthie's room or whatever, or like put her stuff there and she can sleep on the couch as she says or whatever. Hey, can I just put my thing? Yeah, in here? Is there room. <clears throat> and but then they're like, "There's really no room up here," yeah. <laughs> you know. So she leaves. Can't sit with that. <clears throat> I mean, basically, yeah. And Ruthie and then Ruthie and Lucy like sit down with each other and Ruthie, I think, unlocks something in Lucy because because I don't think Lucy was feeling any kind of way until Ruthie sat down with her. I also want an apology for all that stuff she did last year when she got kicked out. I don't think you're going to get that. I don't think any of us are going to get that. I think we just have to accept Mary for Mary. Doesn't that make you just a little bit angry? Why would that make me angry? Well, here you are, the good daughter, always trying to do the right thing, even when it means giving up the man you love and the college you want to go to. And no one made any big deal about it when you came home. And you had to explain everything. And you got nothing. Nothing. I mean, she's not wrong. She's not wrong, but another part of me was like, you little shit starter. I know, she is very much an instigator here. Yeah. And so much so that, like, Lucy's face, as Ruthie is saying all that stuff... It's like she's like, really digesting everything yeah. at, like, level. It's... it's it, Yeah. Like, her face falls, yeah. almost, mm-hmm. like, in realization that, like, oh, my God, you're right. Like, I also came back, and it was, like, so unceremonious. Like, okay, you're back. Fine. Here's your room again. <laughs> you yeah. know, whatever. And And which is not to say that that's a bad thing, necessarily, because... You know, in many ways, Lucy left but came back to her old life and stability or yeah. whatever. And Mary's not getting that right away. No. But at the same time, it's like, why does Mary get all this pomp and circumstance about yeah. her return? And she doesn't have to explain anything. And sh- and she just gets to come back and like no one's going to bother her or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And then, then Mary runs into Simon in the hallway and Simon and Mary, I don't know how you felt, but I was like, it was jarring because I realized we've never, if rarely seen Simon and Mary in a scene together. It's been a while. I mean, the last time was when they were both sulking in the room about their exes. When was that? I can't remember what episode, but like Mary sitting on the floor and Simon is on his bed and Mm -hmm. Mary is crying about Robbie and this is like after the motel oh right 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 and I can't remember who Simon is crying about oh probably was it Dina Dina yeah probably, right? probably. anyways so he's crying about yeah somebody and yeah, uh, yeah yeah they were just both like miserable about it oh it was the hickey oh yeah it was the hic- oh my god you. love bite <laughs> love bite <laughs> 
Yeah, that episode. Yeah, no, 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 you're right. But anyway, but it was like jarring. And I think also, too, because they're both like so grown, you know, Mary looks so different with her blonde hair and Mm -hmm. Simon has like matured a lot in the last year or two or whatever. So seeing them together in a scene was like, oh, these are like two adults talking now. It was like really like jarring. So you're moving back home just like that? No explanation? When I'm ready to tell everyone about Wilson, I will. What happened to you guys getting married? Are you married? You know what, forget it. I'm not even that interested in you and Wilson. Tell me what's going on with just you. What do you mean? Well, I mean, when you left, you had a few problems. And now you're back for good unless you got married or something, right? So you do want to know about Wilson? I want to know, what are you hiding? And she just kind of, like, doesn't respond. Yeah. And he walks away because he knows he's not going to get an answer out of her. Yeah. I don't know. And then... And then Matt comes into the hallway. Oh, Matt. Do you want me to help you take that stuff upstairs? Um, there's no room for me upstairs. So where are you going with that stuff? I'm not sure. Um, maybe I'll move out to the garage apartment. <laughs> you know, we've both seen apartments, and that's not an apartment. That's just menopause with a hammer. Can we just talk about something else? Something like why you're back here? How about something like, where can I sleep? Oh, that can't be as interesting as why you're back here. I figure you and Wilson either got married or broke up, and I'm leaning towards broke up. What did you think? Like, do you think they broke up, or do you think they got married? I I think they broke up. I thought that they broke up. Yeah. I mean, I... (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it was like kind of so obvious that I was like, maybe they didn't. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe they didn't. Because especially with the with the weird, dumb cliffhanger of the last episode, like, it's like, where else could they have ended up besides breaking up? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, duh. And then now she's back, like, without any warning. Menopause with a hammer? That might be my favorite phrase in the world. <laughs> like, I want a t-shirt that's like... Like a cartoon thing, or like like a cartoon guy whose body is made up of the word menopause, and he's holding a hammer, <laughs> or she is holding a hammer. I like that. I want that. I need that. Someone make that happen, listeners you out there. You you heard me. <laughs> Someone, anyone. Someone with uh, the ability to make a shirt. Yep. <laughs> Or go to a store, like a mall kiosk, and make a shirt. <laughs> Wait, do you want to see the hammer, like as if like they're charging with it, like they're ready to? I smash think it? I think I want them to be holding it like with two hands, like at the ready. You know, like like ah. sort of like 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 two hands swinging back, like <laughs> ready to bring it down, but like not in that motion yet. It's okay. just like back and like you know held with two hands. That's like what I'm envisioning in my mind. Okay, yeah. Just saying. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So, basically, like, none of the kids are, like, really welcoming her with open arms. Like, our sister's back. Woohoo. Whatever. But more than anything, they're, like, dying to know. Like, I feel like, I feel like if she came in and was like, I'm back. Wilson and I broke up. I'm like I'm I'm here to stay. I don't think there would have been as much hostility as there is. That's true. Because she just comes back and she doesn't and she expects like to like not talk and to not like share yeah. the last year of her life or whatever and it's like hello, <laughs> what are you doing here? We don't like mysteries. No. And they're Camdens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how can I forget? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Um. So then, oh, and then we can't forget too. There's that scene, sort of after Mary's like been back or whatever. Like, um, Lucy and Ruthie are talking again in their room or something, mm-hmm. and Ruthie says something or says a couple of things that again are like so on the nose. Like it's it, it's a testament to how insightful Ruthie can be yeah. when she's not busy being like snarky, you know? We don't know her. We don't know who she is or where she's been or what she's done. She's our sister. She's been at our grandparents and she was working at a homeless shelter. What's the big mystery? The big mystery is why she's no longer working at the homeless shelter, why the Colonel and Ruth didn't tell us she was coming home, and who she really is outside of being our sister. I mean, right? Yeah. They don't know her. Not yeah. anymore. Especially not in the unceremonious way she left when she, like, spiraled out of fucking control. Yeah. Like, who the fuck knows what's been going on? Only Ruthie. I don't like how they call her Ruth and not Grandma or Grandma Ruth. Yeah. Like, it's the Colonel and Ruth. Like, she's like a stranger or something. Like, mm, that's your grandmother. You can call her that. Yeah. Like, Ginger. Yeah. Like- I mean, Ginger's fine because she is, like, She's not family, really. But that's you know, what I'm saying. That, like, kind of like how they call Ruth, like as if she's ginger. Yeah, I know. Grandma Ruth. Why? 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 why and, they- and, and it's not like they've never called her Grandma Ruth. She's been Grandma Ruth before, but in this episode, for some reason, twice. Ruthie does it just now. What we heard, and I think Mary does it at some point too. Um, because she talks about like living at the Colonel and Ruths or whatever, and I'm just like, dude, you lived there. Like, you're not gonna call your grandma grandma. Like, yeah. weird. Um, so basically, the kids are just like not feeling it, mm-hmm. not having it. Meanwhile, Annie's like making Mary's favorite dinner and like allowing her to take a bath in their bathroom. Why doesn't she just sleep in their room tonight? Yeah, I mean, it's a whole production for Mary. Yeah. And so then the kids take it upon themselves to reach out to Wilson directly yeah. to get the story straight from the horse's mouth, yeah. as it were. And then we see a glimpse of like what Wilson's been up to. Like he comes home late at night. There's his landlord's been babysitting Wilson, uh, Billy, and she, as she's leaving, she's like, "You got quite a few voicemails or whatever." Um, and so he like he presses play on the answering machine and he goes into like the other room to to get undressed or whatever and it's this weirdly visual like almost dumb like i think this didn't need to happen you know what i mean like at least not in the way that it did like he goes into the other room the first message plays and i'm gonna play all the messages because they're they get increasingly hilarious but like like he goes into the room will billy wakes up and like increases the volume on it yeah and then he comes out because he hears it be louder and every time and he, so it keeps happening with each voicemail and every yep. time he comes out he's like in a in more like he's like more undressed yeah, to the yeah, point yeah. where he ends up like just in his boxers <laughs> like it's so dumb and billy's like just like pumping up that volume on the voicemail like it's so silly but these are the voicemails that these camden kids leave wilson this is ruthie how you doing um how's billy i thought you might want to know that mary's home okay that's it oh you got any idea why she's home call me and disguise your voice say you're bert that's the only guy who ever called me and who are you talking to 
No one. Wilson, I, I hope you don't mind if I call you. This is Lucy Camden. I, I just wanted to see how you are and if there's anything I can do for you. And honestly, if there's anything you want to tell me, because I don't know if congratulations or condolences are in order. Okay, now I feel terrible. I called. I, I have to go. Hey, Wilson, this is Robbie. I know how it is to split up with Mary, so I know how you're feeling, because I've been feeling that way for six months. But I want you to know that one day you'll get over her and meet someone new. Not that that means anything. And if you're not splitting up and you're getting married, that's great, especially for me. Did I say that out loud? What an idiot. Me. Wilson, it's Matt. If you did anything to hurt my sister, I'll have to hurt you, but... The way I figure it, it was the other way around. So if you need me to talk to her or anything, let me know and I'll talk to her first. She doesn't always make the best decisions, but I know she really cares about you and Billy. But hey, maybe... Are you guys married? It's Simon. I have no idea why I'm calling other than we all want to know what happened to you and Mary. If you split up, if you got engaged or possibly married. And I doubt seriously that you'd tell me, but if you want someone to talk to, I'm here. Until I can get a license. <laughs> I don't know. He's just like it's like Simon can't shut up about getting his license. Like he has to talk to anybody he can about it, even in a voicemail. Dude. <laughs> oh my and, god! And, and Robbie, that's how I felt for six months. What the hell, Robbie? You've moved on twice already yeah. since Mary. Like, what are you doing or saying? I, I I'm just annoyed with this shit. I'm just over it. It's like I like really Robbie. Dumb. I like Robbie without Mary and without Lucy and let just Robbie be Robbie. Can Thank we you. This story. Thank you. Let's talk a little bit about Robbie since he's come up. Oh yeah. Okay. So so <laughs> when Mary first shows up, he like flat out like avoids her like the play like like at one point they cross each other in the hallway and he just keeps walking as if he didn't see her or yeah. whatever and so it's like super taco between them but we don't really know why i mean like because i because i think at some point someone confronts him about it like maybe like matt or something i can't remember yeah but he starts like saying things like no one i mean nothing you know and all of I a sudden he's actually married um like are you going oh out? yes no you're uh, right. No, but no. but there was but there was a no one nothing before that. Yeah, yeah. Regardless, like he's like all of a sudden he's like dropping these hints that there's like a someone. Yeah. And at first I thought he meant Lucy, but then I had to check myself and go, "Oh wait, no, Mary already knew about Lucy, so it can't be that. It's not yeah. like they were hiding it from her or whatever." So, like, what the fuck? And then <laughs> so so when Sunday rolls around, which we'll get to, um, everyone's like, are you going to come to church? And he's like, I'm going to my girlfriend's church. Yeah. And then we meet this girlfriend at the very end of this episode because he brings her home yep. like after church, like to meet the Camdens or whatever. And I don't really have a clip of it because there's nothing to say, but she's wearing these like tight pink pleather lace up jean pant things with like this like like midriff bearing like you know shirt that's like so early 2000 it's like it's like screaming 2000 in my face i can't help but like britney spears oh totally totally like slightly less slutty but like 
just sexy enough. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like hot pink, so it's not like hot black pink. or whatever, yeah. hot you know? Pink, white top and a denim jacket. Exactly. And like you're like her perfect curls or whatever. I know. And and who is it but Joy Enriquez? <laughs> who admittedly I had to like look up to like even know who the fuck she was because I could tell it was like stunt casting like this Mm -hmm. was a big reveal or whatever but I couldn't I didn't know her really but so I did some digging and she was like the star search queen I think she won it like 11 weeks in a row or whatever as a kid and then she had like one or two like hit singles you know and then her biggest break came because she was background vocals on When You Believe, that Whitney and Mariah joint from Prince of Egypt. (laughs) Yeah. And then she was in Chasing Poppy, which is like her like her biggest credit, which I've never seen, but I recognize that that was like a big movie or whatever. I did watch it. I know you did. Was she good in it? Yeah. Who else was in that one? Sofia Vergara. Oh right. Yeah. And I'm I'm forgetting this actress's name. It's not Penelope Cruz, is no, it? No, 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 no. But she's hot. She's really hot. I'm forgetting her name right now. I Anyways, don't know. Whatever. She's super hot. <laughs> that's all to say. Well, that's all. Um, yeah. So, so that's kind of the whole Robbie of it all. But like, so at some point in there, he finally like talks to Mary, and like tells her that like you know he's met this girl. And he's in love with her, and like she's like she's the girl that like he he can see himself marrying or whatever. Yeah, and rightfully so. Mary's like you've known her for what a week because yeah. you and Lucy just broke up a week ago, and he's like it doesn't matter. I knew from the first minute I saw her or whatever. And sure enough, like just in the in that one foyer scene at the end of the episode, yeah. like he is clearly very smitten. Yeah, like he is. like just like like he can't, you know, like he like smiles when he looks at her and stuff, mm-hmm. which is like really cute, I you know? know. Um Robbie. I wonder what her church is. Because at first cause he goes cause he, cause she says like um, what did you think of my church? And he's like, it was fine. I didn't quite get the hang of like when to stand and when to kneel. When and when she, when he, when he said that, I was like, oh, Catholic, because yeah, that's a thing. Same. But then she's dressed like that at church, which that that you can't wear that at Catholic church, can you? Denim jacket with hot pink pants. I, mean, I can't imagine that that would be allowed. I don't know, right? I I mean. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it's like this like super progressive Catholic church. Maybe. <laughs> or actually, I don't even know. Maybe there's other religions or Christian religions where like there's a lot of standing and kneeling that happens. I'm I don't know. I'm assuming she was Catholic. I did too, but maybe that's bad. I don't know. I don't want to like offend anyone. But if anyone knows what, what you think she might have been or know what she is, that would be cool. Let us know. <laughs> you can tweet at us. <laughs> Or send us an email. <laughs> um, save the plugs for the end, Lady J. Um, so that's Robbie, right? There's, I mean, he really has nothing to no, do in this episode nothing. at all, except like be awkward with Mary for a minute and a half and then introduce or bring in Joy to this house. Oh, yeah, her, na- her character's name is also Joy, by yeah. the way. <laughs> oh, the show. <laughs> so then... Okay, so the kids have all made it clear they're not into this whole Mary situation. But Eric and Annie still haven't, like, squared away their sides of the equation or whatever. Like, they're, you know, they're still, like, at odds with each other about, like, why she's here and should she be here and all that stuff. So they have this conversation in the kitchen 
Mary may not be the prodigal daughter, but they are very much the prodigal son's brother. You know, I really don't feel like a sermon. No sermon. I just want to point out that Mary may be returning home, but she's confessed nothing, and I don't think she's learned very much. I think it's a little early to make that judgment. I think she owes us an explanation, and I, I think her brothers and sisters think that she owes them an apology. I don't think she owes us anything, or her brothers and sisters. We've told her quite a few times that we wanted her to come home. Now she's home. She needs us. She wants to be with us. Did she say that? Does she have to say it? I think it would be a good start. I think coming home is a good start. Okay. Let's say it's a good start. What's a good finish? She's still incredibly irresponsible, and she seems to have absolutely no awareness of that. How are we going to make her conscious? Oh, you mean, how are we going to make her confess? Here we go. It's Richard Nixon all over again. I don't fucking... (laughs) Like, what? I had to leave that part in there because it's so ridiculous. It is. That they that the that the conclusion of their fight is about Richard Nixon. I You just want her to confess like Richard like what wasn't expecting that at all like, it was such a left turn like he, like first they're all like talking feel like philosophical about prodigal sons and confession and shit and then it turns into this whole part this whole like years-long argument that they've been having I apparently know. about the fact that eric never liked nixon or never appreciated the fact that nixon like never technically apologized yeah and and then eric's like well and what and he, she's like i love nixon I know. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my god! And like, all I'm thinking is, you've lost me. I don't even care about your argument anymore. I know. I don't even care it's about Mary anymore. Such You're- a distraction. But I know. Both of them have a point. I do appreciate Annie's point here. Yeah, which is that like. You know, they have been telling her they want her back. Yeah. And now she is. And does she owe them anything? It's Isn't it enough that, like, she's here? And, you know, now that they're together, you know, she can she can live her best self or whatever. But then also Eric's point, which is like, but she's done nothing to indicate that she's here on the right terms. Yeah. Because it's not enough that just that she's back. Yeah. You know, she left for a reason. If she's going to come back, that reason has to be resolved. And I mean, let's be real. I mean, um, Eric and Annie don't know this, but the viewers do. Mm -hmm. We've seen Mary in Buffalo. She's made stupid mistakes. Yeah. Whatever mistakes, whatever choices. Errors of judgment. Like many. Yeah. One after the other. And at some point you almost want to tell her, like, shut the fuck up. I know. Not to mention, which, by the way, never gets addressed in this episode, what happened to being a firefighter? Exactly. She passed her test. She was in. And now she's just, like, leaving it all because of Wilson? Yeah, like, you don't want to be a firefighter anymore? Yeah. What happened to It's My Dream? Yeah. Ugh. Um, so, yeah. So, Eric Watch and Annie. that guy get her back. <gasps> <laughs> Wait, what was his name? Ben? Yeah. All right. Ben Kinkirk. <laughs> He's like, hey, where you been? <laughs> I decided to like stalk you to figure out where the fuck <laughs> so I could take you back. <laughs> Sorry, I can't, I can't say Or I worse, which I actually think is the truth. I hope it's not a spoiler for you. I think he ends up moving to Glen Oak. <laughs> I actually think that's what happens. Don't quote me on that. But if memory serves, because that's not the last we've seen of Ben's Obviously. spoiler to no one, but I'm pretty sure he shows back up 
in her life. Did she burn down this Camden house too? <laughs> it's so bad they have to call in the firefighters from New York. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking oh. Mary and Ben. Oh god. Okay. Yeah, I mean I hope that wasn't like didn't ruin anything for you. And I could and I actually I'm not it even saying it's the truth because I don't I really mean, know. Look, it doesn't ruin anything because I do know that they end up together. I just don't yeah. know how. Yeah, and actually I mean honestly same. I really don't. I'm just if I if I'm putting two and two together, I feel like somehow, some way, he, he ends up in Glen Oak. Yeah. Poor guy. What the fuck, that? right? I can't wait to get there. <laughs> I literally cannot wait. Bated breath here. Um, so, <laughs> fucking A. So, yeah. So, Eric and um, Annie still not on the same page about this no. whole thing. Then... Okay, actually, I want to play this next clip, too, because it picks up right where Annie leaves the room, right? And then Matt walks in. And this is where we really sort of get the, I want to call it the cold bell of it all, okay? okay? I think this is this is where the thing, like, things sort of pivot. And most especially for Eric, um, in terms of, like, what, what his takeaway from all of this is. Yeah. Um, and then also just... Eric is like the audience surrogate, I think, mm-hmm. too, because then it ends up becoming a takeaway for us as the viewer. So aren't you supposed to be really excited that Mary's home and showing her with gifts and stuff? How can I do that? I mean, how can I forgive someone who doesn't understand that she's done anything wrong? Wait, I-, I thought you said the story was about acceptance more than forgiveness, that we should all be understanding of human weakness since we're all weak and make mistakes. But I also said it's about celebrating when someone understands the errors that they've made. I said, the prodigal son represents confession. And, you know, when he was sinking into near despair, he learned valuable lessons about the illusory promise of living a life only to gain pleasure and avoid pain. I must have missed that when I was opening Lifesavers or something. Uh, Butterscotch. Leave it to Matt to just like completely like like downplay Eric's like epiphany yeah. moment of like, you know, they keep wanting to call Mary the prodigal son or the prodigal daughter or whatever. But is she though? <laughs> you know, I, like how can she be no. when her whole return is mired in like question after question and like suspicion and yeah. like, you know, it's just it's it's messy and it's not it's not the prodigal situation, you know. I, well, you know how I feel about Mary. I'm just over it, and I yeah, I don't want to see. Her I anymore. know. And the unfortunate thing about the show, what the show is doing here, is they're making me care about Mary again in the yeah. in the sense that like this is all about her, you yeah. know, in one way or the other. And it's making me wonder like, how much do I want to invest? in Mary again now because like okay she's back is this for good is this not for good like what's gonna happen should I give a shit (laughs) like am I ever gonna see Wilson again do I care (laughs) you know like all this shit like it's all like up in the air still for me as the viewer to where like I have no choice but to like care about Mary in this episode because if I don't then like I have no stakes at all you know I mean, which is, I'm not saying we need to have a stake to watch or care about the show, obviously. Like, Thank who you. gives a fuck? 
Thank you. Now I feel good about myself. Now I validated you. Um, But yeah, I mean, but you know, for the sake of like watching the show to talk about it, you know, like and to have something to say about it or whatever. It's like you can't help but care about Mary now because it's all about her again. Sure. You know, I mean, I mean, what are you going to hang all your hats on Robbie? Like, who gives a fuck about that? I care about Robbie. (laughs) Yeah. But there's nothing else to like even grab onto in this episode. Yeah, there's nothing to grab onto. Again, I'm just seeing a family trying to find its way again or whatever. Or or not even find its way, but like navigate around this rock that's come in their path i.e mary you know or in the shape of mary like you know they've been moving along for the last year life has happened and they've been fine for the most part you know and now there's this obstacle and this hurdle they all have to overcome Mm -hmm. or they're all going to be doomed if they don't because what kind of life is that they're just going to constantly be at odds with everybody with with each other and the whole house or whatever um which is kind of sort of what ends up coming to a head because when the kids all realize that like, you know, oh my God, like mom's going to give this garage apartment to Mary. Like first apartment, dude, every time they said that, I was like, I know, like, let's get real. It's, it's a wooden floor built over the garage. Like let's relax. Um, but but Matt's the first one to be like, nah, this shit's mine. It was yeah. promised to me. So he goes up there and like with his blanket on his chair and he's like, I'm not leaving. This is mine. But I'm like, Matt, get the fuck out. Like, <laughs> all right. I mean, I don't I wouldn't do what he's doing, but I get it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I get if I'm Matt, I'm like, you know what? Squatters rights, bitch. <laughs> like, Squatter. Try to kick me out. <laughs> you know, I get it. And then, so prompted by that, the rest of the kids, or yeah. I should say the, the big kids, as Annie calls them, um, also do the same. They they go up there and they're like, well, if you're staking your claim, we're all going to stake our claim and we're not going to leave because Mary can't get this place. Like, she hasn't earned it or whatever. It was just really funny to see Annie running through all the rooms. Oh, my the God. Kids are called- this, is, this reminded me so much of, um, what's that movie with Nicole Kidman? I think where where um they're ghosts but they don't know it the others yes yeah. where she goes around screaming the children yeah. the children this was totally reminiscent of that So then, of course, she she goes up to the garage and finds them all there because Eric has a feeling or whatever and finds them all there. And they tell Annie what their whole plan is. Like, we're not leaving because, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Annie gets real pissed about it. I want to play the clip and then I want to talk about this. I'll tell you what's going on. Our children. The big ones? Yes, the big ones. The big children thought they could pull off a coup. But they are about to reap the consequences of their stupidity, their lack of respect, and their failure to recognize that they have no power whatsoever. Whatsoever. Oh, help us, oh dear father. Father? Have you ever called me father? Not with an O and a D attached to it. But desperate times call for desperate measures. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Ruthie. Not with an O... Okay, 
what do you think about Annie's reaction to this coup, as she calls it? I love her reaction because it's fucking funny. But are you surprised? Like, are you surprised? Yeah. Are you surprised, Annie? They've been showing you and, like, acting out how they're pissed about Mary being back. Why are you surprised? Well, but see, I would argue that they actually haven't because uh, showing her because they've they've all sort of commiserated together with each other, but... I think Annie's just like in her own bubble with the exception of Eric talking to her. Yeah. Like Annie's in her own bubble of like loving the fact that yeah. Mary's back. And I think if, if not wilf or if not like, because they've kept it from her, like almost willfully blind yeah. to the unrest in the house because mm-hmm. of her return. Yeah. Um, And I think her reaction is like, hilariously over the top or whatever but when she's going when when she gives them each a basket of with a change of clothes a pillow a blanket Uh some school books as she says and and one week's allowance or whatever and tells them that they're gonna live in that garage apartment until they're ready to like apologize and realize that this is like that 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 she is the authority here and this is not how you do things that's when i that's when it hit me i was like oh she's right though yeah like what they've done here is disrespectful on all levels and i mean again maybe it's a little extreme to be like you can come in for the toilet and nothing else no meals no beds nothing maybe that's a bit extreme but she's had it up to here with their like disrespect and their like like you know, unwillingness to, to like be a good or to be good siblings to their sister. You know know. what I mean? But also when she tries to pull that shit with Matt, I'm like, Matt, you have a job. You've actually lived on your own. I know. Get the fuck out. I know. But where's he going to go? He has no money. He's working. So what money did he have when he lived with? uh Well, he was living with John. They were sharing and they lived in like, a studio. Okay, go find another fucking studio with I know. Speaking of whom, are we ever going to see John again? I don't know, but I miss him. I do too. I want to know how his married life is going. I know. Patricia? No, that was his mom. (laughs) Um, Priscilla? Priscilla. 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 It's another P. I I didn't remember that, but you're right. Oddly similar names. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. It is what it is. She this is her call. Yeah. Annie's like, Y'all y'all wanna you want you guys want this apartment? Have at it. And you can live here for all I care. Yeah. Until you're ready to like apologize with your hat in your hands. I mean, it is her home. That's yeah. How, it's it's your parents' home. And honestly, what they say goes. Yeah. I mean and especially because two out of three of those kids are like over 18 and could get the fuck out if they wanted to. Like Like it's a privilege. They still have a roof to stay under, you know, Simon is the only one that could suffer the most because he's like, guys, I have to go back in there. Like I have to make a life there again. You know, Simon's stuck. Well, and Ruthie, I mean, well, yeah, but Ruthie just admitted how she's like, she's not part of this, but she wanted, she just wanted to get in on the action. She wanted to see her mom go, but she's just as punished as the rest of them because, because yeah, yeah, she went into it for, for her own reasons, but, she's still a part of the coup. Oh, yeah, I mean, she, you know, she threw her hat in with the rest of them. But you know what I find really funny about Ruthie is whenever she was like kind of an instig, not kind of, when she was an instigator with Lucy about what, Mary- mm-hmm. okay, 
And then when they decide to take over the garage apartment, mm-hmm. and then Ruthie says, yeah, but guys, mom has been like a little weird. She's going to get mad. And I'm like, oh, now Ma- you're like, okay. Like now you're telling them what to do. Like, again, she's she's wise beyond her years. She gets it. But she's also a little shit starter and instigator. I just think that that's just the... But I like Ruthie for that. I'm not going to lie. It kind of reminds me of Simon, but but Ruthie is more cutthroat than Simon ever like, right? Like, yeah, no, throat. you're right. But what I was going to say is like, I think those aspects of Ruthie's personality, the fact that she's like insightful and also a shit shitster and everything is, I think I don't want, I don't want to use this word, but I can't think of a better one right now is like the privilege of her age. Yeah. And the fact that she's the youngest, not really, but you know, yeah. in terms of the big kids, like I think, I think it allow it gives her the room to be a shitster. Oh yeah. And still sort of get away with it. Because cause like cause Simon, Lucy, and Matt can't get away with this shit. When they're being bratty like they are yeah. by like you know, holding the apartment hostage or whatever, yeah. they're just bratty, dumb idiots. You yeah. know what I mean? And whereas Ruthie, it's like, well, you know, She's going along with her older siblings or, you know, she doesn't really know what what, what the consequences are, like that kind of thing where you can kind of like sweep it under the rug or whatever. But she's such a great observant little shithead. Oh, my God. No. And she's and she's not 11. Like, like emotionally, she's not 11. But because she is 11, she gets away with a lot where she gets to play dumb and she gets to like be like, oh, I didn't know any better. You know, of being the youngest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You just watch everybody else fuck up and you're like, (laughs) yeah, I know. So, I mean, I don't know. So, okay. This brings us to the crux of the episode, really. Okay. Um, And what, what all of this has been leading to, which is Eric's big sermon at the end of the episode. Right. So, uh, you know what? I'll play a little bit of it. I have, I have some of it. Okay. Now, this is the third of three consecutive parables in which Jesus is trying to make the case that sinners who confess their mistakes in an effort to overcome them bring more joy to God than people who try to live within the letter of the law, but in doing so, fail to see their own sins or understand the sins of others. And he goes on to say that there's a difference between the kind of person who, you know, lives by the letter of the law and does good works and, you know, like, is like an outwardly good person, you know, and somebody who is living a spiritual life, which leads to righteous living. Yeah. Because the person who's doing good works, who's obeying the law and, you know, whatever, and and I mean obeying the law in the biblical sense, you know, the yeah. way that the, that the Bible says it kind of thing. Like, because of that, more often than not, you know, is could be hiding true, like, you know, hostilities, judgments, mm-hmm. resentments that you're masking by outwardly, like, trying to be a good person or whatever. But in your inner, in your, in your heart, in your spiritual self, you're not that. Like Dexter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love you. Um, Yeah, sure. (laughs) Exactly like Dexter. Like Dexter. (laughs) Um, 
And really, what he's getting at with this whole sermon about the prodigal son or whatever is is like this pointed, um, like remarks, you know, to his own family, yeah, <laughs> right? Because what he's trying to say to each of them is this, like, and. <laughs> I'm saying it like, this is it now, guys, everyone listen. I'm just talking it through or whatever. But like, Mary coming back home, but not taking responsibility for the actions that caused her to be kicked out in the first place, not apologizing, not actually showing that she has changed in any measurable, like, qualitative way. Yeah. Like, you're you're not the prodigal son. Because the prodigal son, like came back to confess to yeah. came back on his knees yeah and begged for forgiveness uh-huh. to be allowed back into the kingdom you know and to be allowed back into the good graces of his father and his mm-hmm. brothers or whatever you know and that's not the case and then on the other side for the rest of the kids you know yeah. like it's not enough for them to like go well i didn't i didn't hurt her i didn't yell at her i didn't do anything to her yeah. i'm just like not about her right now uh-huh. like that's not good either you know cuz you're not cuz you're not helping the situation you know and you're not getting into god's good graces or whatever and what what was like struck me cuz i was thinking about this today before we sat down to record and i thought of something that to be fair like i haven't fully worked it out in my head how this works but it like I was like triggered (laughs) like you are one of my closest friends Mm -hmm. and and I value our friendship so deeply like I mean I don't I'm not gonna gush about this on mic right now but you know how I feel about you no it's okay keep going (laughs) (laughs) oh my god you guys this one time (laughs) so but actually yes this one time because it's actually like it's been so many times because you are one of these people who like you are the example of the person who who does the good works right obeys the law or whatever but but it's not coming like that's because it's coming from a spirituality like like from like a deep like righteousness in your spiritual self or whatever like like this, I know for you it was like nothing. It, you didn't even think about it except that, like, oh, my friend needs this thing, so so I, I've got it. I'm going to do it. Like I had this picture frame hanging on my wall that was like that was like broken or it broke when I put it up, but it's not like fully broken. It's just like hanging off or whatever. And I've just been staring at it, not doing anything about it for like months now. And you just unbeknownst to to nobody and for no reason other than like your own goodness, like came over the other day and brought me the crazy glue that I just did not get myself to fix it. And like and like got me the crazy glue and was like, do this now. And I did. And it's perfect. And it's like, I don't even know. I, I don't even know if this example works to like illustrate these points. I just I'm what I'm trying to say is like, like, you know, the whole like righteous living being born out of like having a spiritual self or spiritual life or whatever. I feel like you are the embodiment of that. Cause I, cause I wouldn't say that you're religious. Like the Camdens are in well, that way. I don't know if anyone could be religious like the Camdens. <laughs> right. But like, but 
you know, there's a difference between spirituality and religion. And I think that, and I think that spirituality, like the crux of spirituality is like, is like, you know, having that, that enlightenment, that letting go of the ego, understanding that like peace and harmony is like achievable if we all collectively work towards it and all those things, you know? And I think that you are somebody who lives your life that way. And, and you express that outwardly in in the little things like bringing crazy glue to my house because you know I need it and I didn't ask you for it certainly it wasn't like oh oh I did you a favor because you asked me to you just did it you know anyway I just wanted to talk about that I mean I'm not gonna like kind of bothered me seeing it hang (laughs) I'm sure I mean listen but whatever the reason you didn't do it because you had to you didn't do it because I asked you for it like you just did it because that's you you know, I don't know. I don't know. I just wanted to talk about that. So what are you, what were your takeaways from Eric's sermon? I'm not going to lie. I, I had, I had to replay it twice just to make sure I fully heard what he was. I did too. What he was saying. And I don't know. I kind of like, oh God, I don't know if I even have the right words here. But yeah, just to do right, just to, you know, follow the law, Mm -hmm. do right by the rules. I can't live my life like that because it it feels empty. Like you're doing, like you're doing good things, but why? Mm -hmm. Is there a drive? Is there something like, there's nothing wrong with you doing good things. That's awesome. Like you might be helping someone else out maybe, but you have no idea. But like, if it comes from, this like, I don't, well, I mean, here's the best way to put it. When, again, bringing that crazy glue to see that smile felt good. <laughs> Not going to lie. But is that coming from a good place? Or I don't know. But I like to see someone smile. That's for sure. Whether it's my friend or some rando, it doesn't matter. But like, you know, I like, I love that you, you looked at it. You're like, Oh my God. And like <laughs> that look was just like, it was so cute. Like, I mean, I, I live for little moments like that. Would you say, and I hope I'm not putting you on the spot here or like, I don't want to, I don't want to put you on blast or whatever, but I'm just, I'm asking the question. Like, would you say that, that you brought the crazy glue specifically because you knew that was going to be the reaction and it was going to make you happy to see it? no. That wasn't it. All I because I remember seeing it, and every time I would close your door, I'm like, "Fuck, I forgot to bring it again." Because <laughs> I had it in my head, like, yeah. to put it in my bag for a couple weeks, and I kept forgetting because I know you need it. Because I'm looking at, it, I'm like, <laughs> it's bothering me. Because when I'm closing it, I'm thinking like, "Am I adding to the crack?" Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> or is it gonna really just like fall off? Yeah. But I was like, okay, I, I should bring it. And I know you know that you need it. Like, and I know that you even said, God, I need to go get it. You mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, so but many like, times. <laughs> again, it's just remembering at that time when you're at the market or at Costco or whatever, just yeah. pick it up. So I get that. And then that day, whenever I came over and we were just, you know, planning out our days, I, like, I remember going like, now's your time. You actually don't have anything in front of you. Grab that crazy glue. Right. And that's it. But I will admit, like... I wasn't thinking about your that like oh that's why because you could have been like oh, okay thanks you right I mean saying? yeah I mean obviously the, there's like no predicting what the reaction will be yeah but I wonder um, I don't I don't actually know you know what it doesn't matter it really doesn't no it doesn't but like 
but I've always thought about this as well about myself. Like, is that coming from a selfish place? Like you want to see someone smile because you did something like there have been times where I've questioned that even about myself. Mm. But I see. And that, I guess that's the pro or the point I'm, I'm trying to get at too, is because, cause you're right. There's, there's the one, there's the one way you could look at it where you're like, I'm going to do this. Cause I know I'm going to, it's going to make her smile and that's going to make me happy or whatever. Or, yeah. or I'm going to do this because, because I know she's going to be so grateful and then like, it'll be like point for me or whatever. Yeah. Or there's the, there's the other route, which is like, I'm going to do this because I, I want to, because her frame being broken is bothering me and yeah. she needs it. And yeah. so I'm going to do this. And then I don't think there's any harm in doing, in doing it that way or yeah. coming at it from that way, but still reveling in the, in the excitement of the person you've given the gift to yeah. because they're happy. I don't think there's any problem or shame or harm or whatever in, in, a, in taking in that, that praise or yeah. whatever, especially when it's not coming from like, I did it for the praise. You know what yeah, I mean? No, 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 no. Never for the praise because I hate attention. Like you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. as you were talking, I was tensing up. I know. I, like it. I know. That's why I like, I tried to like tone it down because yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I could gush about you for hours. Shut, shut up, shut up. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I don't know that there are times where I've questioned that about myself, but I'm like, but if I fixate on that, then will, will I get shit done? Or, or will it then actually become a complex, like yeah. a real problem, so you know? Like, and then after a while, you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I remember that they needed it. It's in my mind. And if I remember, I remember. Yeah. Or, like, I, like, or if I remember, I don't know, you saying, I don't know, um, you like that one figurine from this one store. And then somehow if I remember it, cool. Yeah. If I don't, I don't. But again, it's But like, I see, and I think but that that's the difference between someone like you and I'll say flat out like someone like me because it's not that I don't want to do good things or or nice things for my friends it's not like I don't want to show up in that way like I want to be the person who brings the crazy glue to the person who needs it and like and and does that because I thought of them and I remembered yeah. and I know that it's the thing they need I want to be that person so badly but I'm so selfish in not in the like in like the literal sense of like like or like in the in the definition of the word selfish like that that i i don't i don't find myself like thinking about other people's other people slash other people's needs or wants in a tangible conscious way like it's it's not something that comes naturally. Like, like I'd have to like make an active effort to, to like hear it to like, to one time hear you say I should get that crazy glue and then like keep that fucker in the forefront of my mind to like, and then pointedly go, I'm going to go to the store and get that crazy glue. And tomorrow I'm going to bring it over because otherwise I won't think about it. And that's my own cross to bear. That's my own, like, you know, it's it's my selfishness right it's my own like lack of you know having a good heart or open heart or whatever yeah. you want to call it or spiritual life or you know whatever yeah, label yeah, you exactly. want to put on it you know and and that's i think and that's the difference is like you are leading that let's call it a spiritual life you know and it's resulting in the doing or or in the living of a righteous life mm -hmm. aka doing righteous things like giving something, giving someone something they need when they need it, you know? Yeah, but I mean, you, but you yourself, you show up in, but in different ways, but you show up. 
Like you are that friend that shows up. Not like shows up to your party show. (laughs) I mean, fashionably late, of course. Which is acceptable. But what I'm trying to say is... Actually, I'm the opposite. I'm always the first one there. Yeah, that's true. You're like... And the last one to leave. Which is perfect. I mean, if you think about it, it's perfect. Sorry, go on. But you do show up in your own way. Again, like... You know, the five languages of love, right? Everybody has their own way of expressing it and doing things for another person. Everyone does it in a different way. It's just about understanding your language. I guess so. I mean, listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to be all like, oh, I'm the worst. Like, hate, like I hate myself. That's not where any of that was coming from or trying to get at or whatever. Listen, I am who I am. Okay. Like I'm not, I'm not apologizing for it. And I'm also not saying I'm the greatest. I'm just, it is who it is, what it is. And I, I know I have some work to do on myself, but that's the story for another day. But we all do. I mean, yeah, I think, I think it's the fool who thinks that he has no work to do on himself. You know, I just made up a proverb. (laughs) It's the fool who thinks, um, you know, yeah, of course, the, you know, the work on the self is never done, no. you know, truly, that's the whole point of life. If we're right. being, if we're getting really philosophical and like, like existential about the whole thing, like that is the point of our lives you is to continue sermon. to work on ourselves. Um, but like, you know, I don't know. I don't, I lost my train of thought completely. But <laughs> again. You show up in your own different, in your own way. You do show up. I guess so. I mean, I hope so. I that is all I can do is hope so. You know, I hope that that whatever I'm doing is not causing harm or hurting anyone, or you know, or like unintentionally or intentionally. You know, I don't know, but I don't know. But the button on all of this, hilariously enough, is after Eric gives this amazing sermon and, you know, we, the audience, get it because yeah. we've, we're, we're along for the ride. <laughs> when Eric is standing outside and, like, you know, in the receiving line as yeah. everyone's coming out or whatever. <laughs> and that one little kid who's like, he's like, I hate my brother. He's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it <was> so <laughs> <laughs> so good. good. Um, so first, Annie comes out. And you should be grateful that I don't have the pulpit airing your feelings about me in front of the whole church. Unbelievable. I'm not judging anyone. That's why I didn't say that. Well, you thought it. It's not like you're standing around with your arms wide open welcoming her home. No, you're not. You're just like me and all the other kids. Yeah, you're just as guilty as I am. You know, your good works go just as unnoticed as mine, and you are annoyed by that just as much as I am. You know, I am resentful, but at least I admit it. Maybe not to everyone in church, but I admit it. If you wanted to talk to me, you know where I am. I'm in the garage with the rest of them. And I don't like being referred to as, as unnamed hostilities. I'm not hostile. I might be a little belligerent, but I'm not hostile. That wasn't you. No, it wasn't. Ruthie. I thought things couldn't get any worse. I had hope. Now I'm hopeless. I'm going to grow up in the garage. What kind of life is that? I I wasn't talking about you. Sure you aren't. Great sermon, Dad. I'm not sure that they got it. (laughs) Little bitch. I love that so much. Like, I love that Mary gets to be like the cherry on top of that. Of like, oh my God, you clueless idiot. (laughs) Like, they're all so clueless, but she's the most clueless. (laughs) And he's like, I fucked up on my. (laughs) Oh my God, it's so good. (laughs) Yeah. 
yeah. I mean, are they ever going to get it? Are they ever going to get it, these kids? I don't know. Is maybe, maybe that is the show, right? Maybe, maybe the whole... The whole thing about Seventh Heaven is that Eric is going to kill himself to try to like get this message across via sermons, via life lessons, yeah. whatever. And the kids are just never going to get it. Never going to get it. Never going to get it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, wow, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> God, that song just does that every time. I know. Um. I feel like, I mean, I feel good about it. Do yeah. you have any other thoughts or observations? Only that Wilson was topless. Yeah, ew. Like, why? He's even grosser to look at than Robbie was. <laughs> like, he's not hot at all. Uh, but I will say, whenever um, the land- landlord um, said... Do I need do do you need help picking out China? Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was like, "Wait, really?" I was like, "Nah, bullshit." They're, I know. And, and of course, so what we didn't talk about is in that at the end of that voicemail scene or whatever, yeah. then the phone rings and it's Eric. Yep. And Eric's like, you know, what's going on or whatever. And Wilson just keeps saying, like, I wish I could tell you, but it's not my thing to tell. Like, yeah. Mary needs to tell you, which is even more of a mind fuck because yeah. why couldn't he say that they that he broke up with her? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, that is his story to tell. Yeah. So if, the, if it's her story to tell, then maybe that they are married or whatever, you know. But if they were married, I would. Why would she fly and flown exactly. away? Both of them would have been there, right? Well, what, what yeah. You, what do you do? With yeah. That? I mean, but then, right. but then, what about Billy? Would he bring Billy? I guess you bring well, Billy yeah, with you, you. Have, right? Yeah. What are you going to leave the boy behind with the landlord? Well, they were going to go and get married without him. Oh yeah, she's like, but it's not going to be like a honeymoon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And actually, too, because when he first shows, when Wilson first comes home, right, and Billy's awake, he goes, he goes, I thought you'd bring Mary with you, and I'm mm. like. How long has he been gone? Like yeah. what? Like what's the time span on this? Like, did is like did she fly out the night they broke up? Yeah, and then he's just coming home from the from the train station. Like what? What's happening? Yeah, that's true. I have it's no not idea. clear. Did he just go to Niagara on his own? <laughs> like for a couple of days? It's not clear. I don't know if we're gonna see Wilson again. I have a sneaking suspicion we're actually not, but I didn't look it up. Okay. I can't imagine under what circumstances we will anymore. Bye, boy. <laughs> boy, bye. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's rate the episode. Crap. <laughs> I'm between six and seven only because I, I like the conversation in this episode. Mm. I'm, I'm going to go high here. I'm actually going to give it a seven. Nice. I enjoy the conversation. Not Not like, not only between you and I, but... It, like as a the dialogues in, in, in the episode, yeah. yeah. I, I have the same feelings. Of course, I always skew higher than you anyway, yeah. but for the same reasons, I'm giving it an eight. Because okay. it lost points for obvious reasons, like Robbie being dumb and like little things or whatever. Nah. Yeah. But but I loved kind of sort of this episode, the package as yeah. a whole. I appreciated that it was like very nuclear. Like it was just, this is all that's mm-hmm. happening is this conversation, these, these topic or yeah. this topic. And, and I liked, I really liked the sermon at the end. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of the few times where I haven't like tuned out a sermon 
or one of Eric's sermons yeah. because it's all it's doing is like talking about stuff that they've already talked about on the episode, you know, and he's yeah. just like, it's like a wrap up. Like the sermon was like the thing in this episode mm-hmm. and I really appreciated it. Um, And yeah, I don't know. It made me think. It gave me, it it it, it, it left me with like takeaways, you know, yeah. where I was like mulling over it, which mm-hmm. almost never happens after I watch an episode of the show. True. You know, it might have happened like in the early seasons, but hasn't happened in a long time. So yeah, I'm giving it an eight. All right. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Well done, Colbell. <laughs> Colbell, old boy. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so as always don't forget to subscribe rate and review on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts um as a reminder we will read out loud on the air any five-star review you leave good yeah, or bad will. self-promoting or not whatever you write we will read out loud you can find us at for heaven's sake pod on all the places or send us an email at for heaven's sake show at gmail.com And until next time, bye. Bye.